0: The Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is The Movie Zone. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.
1: If you like Batman, today is your edition of The Movie Zone. Lots of Batman new news and nostalgic shout-outs. If you like kid movies, but you're an adult... We've got a poll question for you. And we've got local legend slash lore slash monster horror stories to share from local (laughs) filmmaker Brandon Smith, who's got a Kickstarter about a new Bear Lake monster movie he wants to get going. Welcome on in. It's the Movie Zone. I'm Austin Horton, here with my good buddy, Johnny Lightfoot. Hey, buddy. How was your week? It was
0: awesome, man. I got to tell you, I'm excited to talk about the Bear Lake monster. Why? Why? I just think it's cool man it's interesting <laughs> to me it's it's something I knew about as a kid
1: Okay, and it's something that I've never heard about before. So I'm excited to see what he has to say. So we'll talk with Brandon uh, Smith coming up in segment two, but we've got a lot of news and rumors oh, to report. Boy. I'm excited about
0: this, too. This is this is something that's got me super excited. Do you mind if I kick it off? Well, should we do the Sunday night DVD collection? Oh, okay. First? I'm just excited. Easy now. I'm excited! Easy. Well, hold your
1: horses. Because <laughs> there, is, there is law and order on this show. Uh, oh, well, I almost went with a political joke. I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> uh, so you A couple weeks ago, you challenged my daughter to pick out the DVD. I did. Because I'm undefeated when it comes to... I I send out a DVD from my collection on Twitter. You vote good or bad. I'm undefeated with good. I think you're stacking the decks. And so you asked for my two-year-old to make a blind selection. I did. We were at my mom's that night, so she chose one that I also own. And it came through with a, another good secondhand yep, lion. Yeah, yeah. Well, this time around, I let her actually choose from our home, our DVD collection. Okay. And the first movie that she picked up was Diary of a Wimpy Kid.
0: Oh, uh, which it, one? The first one. Okay, the first one.
1: And that's traditionally you That know, the one with the cheese. Yep,
0: The Cheese Touch. Yes, yes. okay. Uh,
1: the, of course, you know the best-selling books for elementary and junior high age kids. Yeah. And they're phenomenally funny. They're awesome, actually. Uh, and then the movies I thought were great. I liked them, too. Steve Zahn. Anything he's in, I'm a big fan <laughs> it's of. So all good. Uh, but- Is it
0: Zahn or is it Zane?
1: I believe it's Zahn. Steve Zahn. Really? Yeah. Okay. Billy Zane, Steve Zahn. Spelled the same. No. No? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, oh, just clipped there. But uh, the results are in. Okay, let's see. I have a feeling. And I feel like. I have a feeling. <laughs> I feel like uh, that Greco-Roman wrestler who lost to Rulon Gardner. Uh-huh. He was, what was his name, Kresic or something? That He was undefeated. He was like 73-0, and 0, uh-huh. and it was his final match, yeah. and he lost. I lost. This is like Mike Tyson going down. Yep, I lost for the first time ever. 69 votes is all it took to unseat the champ. But 50, look, listen how close this was. Okay. 50.7 said bad. 49.3 49.3 said good. Wow. That so is I close. Lost, I lost on a buzzer beater, really. Yeah, you That's did.
0: A- <laughs> hey, but you know it was a good run. It was a great run, yep. See, I come in and I throw you a curveball. <laughs> so, uh, Stacking I've got, the decks. I'm going to have you on
1: the phone later tonight informing my two-year-old that she blew it. Oh, okay. So oh, Sure. Daddy's proud of her. But Uncle Johnny is, is not.
0: So. That's okay. Okay. Sure, we can do
1: that. <laughs> Listen, kid. <laughs> but that is what inspired this week's Movie Zone poll question, really. Okay. Because that's a traditionally kids movie. Oh, of course it is. Kids, kids like that movie a lot more than the majority of adults do.
0: But it's still got a lot of adult humor.
1: I'm with it. I like it. That's why I own it. Right. But our poll question coming up uh, here in just a moment, so hop on Twitter if you want to play along, at Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot. Name us a movie or two or a few that you like just as much as the kids like. At Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot, at Zone Sports Net. But there is so many. There is so many. Mm Mm-hmm. You can name any Pixar movie. Well, of course, you can name pretty much any Disney animation. Look, you can name Harry Potter's. Th- those are technically for kids. Ah, no, they are. They are too dark for kids. No, think of preteen think, maybe. But no, not think kids. of think of
0: uh, the Sorcerer's Stone and the Chamber of Secrets. They're very kid oriented. They're very. <laughs> they're even filmed brightly for like a kids movie would One be. One is a cartoon
1: with a squirrel, and the other is a Warner Brothers dark filtered. What? Shot movie <laughs> yeah. about wizardry and sorcery and devil worshipping. There's oh, no wait, devil worshipping. I read that off the Idaho School Board's website.
0: Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All
1: right, so we'll get to your responses on that in just a moment. Uh, but before then, we've got some news and rumors, and you've been chomping at the oh, bit. Oh,
0: yeah. Tell us about the new SpongeBob movie. Okay, you ready? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, okay, so I've told you many times about my dis-hate for dc movies dis hate is that a word you mean dislike sure but let's go it's, with dislike it's
1: stronger than dislike so it's it's dis
0: hate wouldn't that be like loathe? i i love or, i loathe. Okay. i love the majority of dc movies yeah, i right. want them to be awesome i really do and i go in every time with high hopes and i want them just to be like yes right sorry i clipped that too um no, however no. there's some exceptions to that one being the Batman Begins series with Christian Bell's, okay, not Christian Bell's. There's not more than one Christian <laughs> Bell, and the Michael Keaton Batman's Batman and Batman Returns. Well, this week has brought some very good news. Michael Keaton is currently in talk with WB Warner Brothers to put on the bat suit one more time. In what movie? He's going to be in uh, the Flash movie. Ezra Miller's Flash. Didn't he play Flash in a Spider-Man movie? Flash is, Flash is from DC. There's Spider-Man is from yeah. Marvel.
1: I swear his name was Flash. Oh, no, it wasn't Flash. It was, uh, uh, what's his name in the Spider-Man movie? Michael Keaton's character.
0: Oh, he was uh, uh, the Vulture.
1: Vulture, thank you. The Vulture, you. yes. All right.
0: So uh, they're doing a Flash movie, and Michael Keaton is going to return, or at least allegedly return as Batman, put on the bat suit. He is going to be an older Batman, You obviously. don't say. <laughs> You're right. But he's going to be there to kind of mentor the younger superheroes. Okay. Now, I just read an article, and this this kind of explains a little bit about DC. DC is kind of all over the map. You don't really know what the timeline is, what Joker we're listening to or watching. You know, you don't know anything. Like, Marvel kept it kind of straight. Wouldn't you agree with that? You kind of knew what was coming. Okay, Iron Man did this, then Captain America did. A lot more came. consistency right.
1: and congruency, yes.
0: So, DC has been doing... Um, Well, let's put it out there. Just for the non-fanboys, it's a multiverse. So the multiverse refers to a shifting number of alternate universes that coexist within the larger reality depicted in the DC comics. So what that means is yeah, I'm falling asleep here. I know. What that (laughs) means is there could be multiple Batman. Nah, that's I hate that stuff. Right, but just in different universes. Uh, Okay, are you you with me? Are you with me? So that so that explains why multiple people can be different characters. Why there's been seventeen thousand Jokers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you don't know which one we're following That's so, terrible I agree but at least there's some light don't, shed on that Don't do this Michael Keaton I think it's good I think Michael Keaton is by far one of the best Batman That that's, has put on the cowl
1: I agree But I don't need him to be in multi-universe Business garbage Well let's 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 get down have to a,
0: Have a better idea Let's get down to brass taxes here I really think this is DC going uh, We gotta do something well, what, what was successful for us is Christian Bale available? No. Okay, go get <laughs> Michael Keaton. What's Tim Burton up to? Yeah, you know that's kind of what I see. But uh, Mike, the Michael Keaton Batman's are very successful movies, and I think,
1: I, I think it's going to be kind of cool. And they're my favorite because that was Batman to me was that late eighties, early nineties, right? Kind of darker, but
0: still with some levity. Well, it's very dark. If you think back to the Adam West 60s Batman,
1: yes. Yeah. It's it's
0: it's comedy.
1: Made that a joke. It's straight yeah. up comedy. Yeah.
0: Even though a lot of people of, uh, of that generation loved it, I get it. But but you know, but the, I used to watch the reruns as a kid. Yeah, I still watch them. I've, I, I actually own the DVDs of both season one and two. <laughs> but um, I, I use them mostly for the comedy relief. I don't know if you've ever seen the Batman movie with Adam yes, West. that where is,
1: is Where they have that dance-off or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And the sharks and yeah. everything. It's horrible. It's terrible. And Michael Keaton and Tim Burton saved Batman as a brand. Yes, they did. And I had all the toys. I had yep. all the posters. I had all the clothes, everything. Did you have a Batmobile? Uh, and he had the coolest Batmobile yes, he of did. all of them. Yes, he did. And so I'm excited about the idea of seeing Michael Keaton reprise that role. I'm not excited that it's in a multiverse. That bothers me greatly. Oh.
0: Well, yeah, because according to uh, the rap, this this Batman will not affect Robert Patterson's The Batman movie that's no. coming out as well. So again, here we go. Multiple people playing Batman within several years of each other. Multiple people yeah, playing yeah, the Joker. Marvel did this with Into the Spideyverse. verse. Right, but they did it in one movie, not over like every movie. <laughs> it's a terrible idea, and you knew and what it was. was a
1: great movie. its just I don't like I but just you don't knew like what it, it but you knew what it was I like they can they can explain the joker's different backstories and personalities by the fact that he's nuts. sure, and just say, well, you don't have you, it, he's crazy,
0: but you can't explain how he looks different every time you sure can he's sure? crazy okay he he
1: whether it's the Jared Leto. Where he, he dipped himself into acid. I like that one. Or the same with, uh, the his Phoenix. Name? No, he didn't do... Jack Nicholson? Uh, Jack Nicholson, yes. Thank you. Yeah. It, it's, you, can, you can take them all and just be like, well, we don't know what's real and what's not with the Joker. Watching Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, you didn't know what was real
0: and what was fake? Right. Because he had a personality problem. So, I don't know. I would, I would actually say Walking Phoenix is probably one of the best Jokers.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to pick him over Heath Ledger for me mm-hmm. because Heath Ledger's and this isn't really on Joaquin or Heath, it's on the the writing. Heath Ledger's Joker, you can not be a fan of, but follow more and, and sure. like he has some things that you laugh at. And you kind of go, oh, Joker doing Joker things. With Joaquin's Joker, it's like, you're a psycho murderer killer, mm-hmm. and I don't want you anywhere near me, right. but great performance.
0: And the reason why I should say that, I, I say that, is because they really explained Joaquin Phoenix backstory. They gave him the, the true mental illness. You saw it happen. You saw him being bullied. At least how he perceived it to Correct. be happening. And yeah. you saw that change. Yeah. Even though it was a slight change, you saw that change. And and don't get me wrong, Heath Ledger is an awesome Joker. You know, it's it's neck and neck with him and Joaquin.
1: I and, I guess it's just more Heath's Joker is more what I thought of as Joker as sure, a kid. Sure. He's more of a Joker.
0: (laughs) I get it. No, and and his Joker was awesome. And like I said, it's neck and neck with those two. Yeah. For sure.
1: Well, that's exciting news. In fact, why don't we save more of that for Segment 3 today? All right. Let's look into the archives in regards to Michael Keaton's Batman. Uh, Before we get out to a a break and get to to our local filmmaker, Brandon Smith, on the other side, we got some rumors and news out there in the world of movies, including, I want to start here, Johnny. You've been to Disneyland. Of course. You've been to Disney World. Of course. Uh, I've been to Disneyland lots of times. Okay. I've, I've, Me too. Disney World, I went to Disney World, but I didn't do
0: the Disneyland version of Disney World. So I you just didn't did go the, into the Magic Kingdom. Right. You did everything else, like Epcot and uh, what? I actually skipped Epcot. Oh, wow. I okay. Did, I did
1: some other peripheral things okay. down there. Sure. Uh, I did Hollywood Studios, which is not Disney, I know, but anyway. Okay. Uh, so I've been there, but not really But I understand that Splash Mountain is the same at Disney World as it is in Disneyland.
0: Yeah, minor changes, but the same
1: idea. Uh, Well, it's all going to be changed now. After a Change.org petition asked Disney to replace the attraction's Song of the South theme with that of the princess and the frog, and Disney's response has been, okay, yeah, that sounds good. So, Song of the South... Has uh, the, the movie, the song itself, the history of it is uh, very much based in a pre-Civil War era or Reconstruction era of the South sure. where slavery is prominent and accepted. And even though that may not be what the ride is uh, uh, championing or holding up, the idea that Disney won't even play that movie on their platforms yet they'll have an attraction at their amusement parks about it. Yeah. That needs to change, and I love the idea of uh, buoying up and uh, putting on a bigger pedestal their only African-American princess in The Princess and the Frog,
0: Tatiana. I think it's great. It's
1: a great idea, and great move by Disney to say, we hear you, you got it.
0: Now, you remember uh, maybe a decade ago, maybe slightly longer, Disney did this again, or before. They did this before with Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. They changed the ride out. Uh, the, the ride out. They, uh, they took out, and not to get too political, but they took the part out where the pirates were chasing the women. That's not political. That's just well. That's just common sense. And, yeah. and they, they changed that around. And yeah. then, of course, they added Johnny Depp as well. So yes. they, they're, they're notorious for changing the rides and making them current with the times. And I think it's great. They are, they
1: are claiming they started this process over a year ago okay which is a convenient claim
0: to make very convenient you think you would have heard something maybe a press release about that as long as change happens
1: it's better late than never i agree but i do raise one eyebrow and go really you Mm. weren't
0: you were already doing this really Hmm. so anyway i think that's great news i think that's great news too and i applaud disney for taking the change uh did you watch the magic school bus or did your
1: kid watch the magic school bus no No. your kid's too young to have watched the magic school bus and you're too old to advance. Are you saying I'm too old? Uh, it, it, it missed your generation, I think.
0: Are you calling me old?
1: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, it was a big hit at our house and in my elementary school. Everyone went home and watched the Magic School Bus. And now, of course, we're showing it to uh, my my daughter. It's on—is uh, it Hulu or Netflix or something's got it on Amazon Prime? Maybe. Well, because of that streaming option and the increased popularity of late in the show, they've decided they're going to make a live action. Magic School Bus. Really? And who they have dubbed to play Mrs. Frizzle,
0: I can't think of a better
1: match. Elizabeth Banks Ooh. has been cast to play the eccentric teacher, Mrs. Frizzle.
0: She's good at those eccentric parts, like Effie in The Hunger Games? Yes.
1: Yep, absolutely. And I think it's going to be great. Uh, uh, Mark Platt uh, is is the Mat- Mark, Pat- Mark Platt Productions, which did things like La La Land and Mary Poppins Returns. Yep. So I think it's in good hands, and I'm excited to see
0: when this will come down the pipe. So how do you feel about live action versions from like the cartoons or something like that? Then they take make, take they take it and change it into a movie. Do, are you for that? Or are you against that? Yeah, it depends. Like, let's uh, say The Lion King. I loved The Lion King. Which
1: one? The, both of them. Both of them. Uh, the only, really, the only uh, issues I had with the live action remake, live action CGI remake of The Lion <laughs> King, uh, were very minor and very nitpicky. I thought it was <laughs> strange that James Earl Jones played Mufasa again, but everyone else had to change. Right. Jeremy Irons was a dang good Scar. He, yeah, he was great, wasn't he? He was, he was as good, if not better, as Scar than James Earl Jones as Mufasa, I and yet agree. they tossed him aside, mm-hmm. and, and Chuelo Ejiofor was terrific as Scar. But I, I would have liked to have seen, as much as I love and respect James Earl Jones, I would have liked to have seen a full-on change across the board. Not sure, just sure. so see someone else tackle Mufasa, and I didn't like that they changed it from a <laughs> uh, like a coconut type thing that he baptizes Simba with right. to a little reed. That bothered me. Sure, it's like why change that if you're going to do the whole movie the same? Do Every, the whole yeah. movie the same? But. Well, what about um, Aladdin? Loved the the original live version of Aladdin. So the Will and Smith loved version. The original, yeah. both of them. Yeah, uh, you can't. You as far as Will Smith's. Version of the genie goes, it was so different and so separated from Robin Williams' genie that you don't have to compare them. They can both be great performances.
0: They're always going to be compared, though. I mean, Robin Williams played the Aladdin or the genie so great.
1: Yeah, but I I think that cheapens his performance to compare it to Will Smith. Honestly, Hmm. because I don't think you can compare anything to the genie that Robin Williams did. No, this was a different genie. This was a different storyline. Although, news to me was that if you saw the original Aladdin, the genie is supposed to be that guy selling the Tupperware at the beginning. That's supposed to be the genie. Oh, really? After he's been released. And that's how the live action began, was Will Smith telling his kids about this story and who plays the genie but the same guy, Will Smith. Interesting. I'd never put that together I didn't put that together either. Wow. So anyway... Uh, I would like to see uh, an origin movie about the genie. Ooh,
0: That'd maybe maybe some other people who who uh, made a couple of wishes. Yeah, yep, for sure. That would be cool. Uh, all right, how about this
1: uh, story?
0: Broom Boy. Do you remember Broom Boy from the Last Jedi? Yeah, that he ended the Last Jedi, and you thought, oh, this is what's going to happen. He There's m- going to be a whole new generation of Jedi.
1: Yeah, he summoned the broom. Yes. with the Force. Yes. Well, then he was nowhere to be found. Nope, he was written in, out. <laughs> anywhere in the last, the Rise of Skywalker. Well, the actor Tamerlan Blave—I'm sure I mispronounced that—has spoken out about why he wasn't part of uh, the the Last Jedi or the Rise of Skywalker. And essentially, what he said was he waited around and was ready to reprise the role, and never got that call. Never got that call, and mm-hmm. finally said, "I guess they just don't want to do anything about it." Well, in an interview with YouTuber Jamie Stengroom, Blayev talked about why he didn't return and said he now understands the decision. He said, I wasn't sure because it could have been. Yes, he would have continued my story, how Ray would have trained me or helped me in some way. But then at the same time, am I really that important? Am I someone big or am I really just a boy, a lucky boy in a galaxy far away? A lot of people were asking me about returning. And I said, we'll have to wait and see if I get called back. But I guess I kind of understand why it happened. Uh, and why they and what they said is they just kind of wanted to show that Ray's actions were inspiring a hmm. lot of different people. Okay, and that they had planned originally to end Broom Boy's story right then and there. Interesting. Well, there, there's but been there's, some. He's the only one they show.
0: So I don't right. Know. Well, there there has been some rumors that Disney's been toying around with a Ray story where she's going to be training younger Jedi again. Mm. But jeez, who knows? I mean, there's a lot of maybes happen out there.
1: Yeah. Uh, you're a fan of Lionel Richie? Sure. Commodores or Lionel
0: Richie? Lionel Richie. Really? I like Lionel Richie over the Commodores, but um, I like the Commodores as well. Yeah, oh, I, I have
1: to. I go the opposite, but it's close.
0: See, I grew up more in that era where it was Lionel Richie solo. And I grew up in neither era. Right. So, so. you don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Disney is making a movie based on Lionel Richie's songs. It will be called All Night Long. All Night. Uh, and I don't know how good or bad this will be. If mm. it's anything like Across the Universe, it can go jump in a garbage disposal.
0: Yeah, I hope it's not like that. I hope it's closer to like The Bohemian Rhapsody. It's, maybe, maybe even the Elton John movie. In fact,
1: funny you mentioned that. They say they're trying to to uh, uh, pattern after Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man. So interesting. They also though said. They're also looking at across the universe as a template. Ooh. So terrible. No,
0: no, no, don't do that.
1: But Lionel Richie fans, rejoice. You're going to get a Lionel Richie movie. And then finally, I got just this one last bit of news. Sure. Uh, Seven things that James Bond's 25th movie, No Time to Die, is changing about the franchise. Ooh. Uh, Let's see. Traditionally... Uh, you've seen, uh, well, No Time to Die will be the first Daniel Craig-led Bond movie without Sony Pictures as a co-distributor. Okay. All the other ones, the other two were with Sony. No Time to Die may have the longest opening sequence in Bond history. Whoa. 20 minutes. Before the titles before run? Before the da-na, da Yeah. Wow. Uh, Bond girls are now more than ever Bond women. Okay. In a stronger, more, uh, you know, uh, kick-ass role rather than just the pretty <laughs> sidekick. Sure. Good. So I think that's a great move Great move. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is the first credited female writer on a Bond movie since from Russia with Love. Great. The Bond series has its youngest title singer ever. Do you know who will be singing the title? It's
0: uh, uh, Billy Eyebrows. Billy <laughs> Eilish. <laughs> I call it Billy Eyebrows she have eyebrows? No, but I just, I, I'm making fun of her last name. It's horrible. Oh. I know. It's Billie Eilish. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, she's going to sing a song called No Time to Die. Cool. I think it's great. She's, she's actually terrific, an amazing, yeah, yeah. she's a
1: great artist. Dr. Madeline Swan is Bond's first multi film relationship in a long time. The only other movies that had a, uh, a reprise of a female relationship with James Bond in the movie was No Time, or uh, excuse me, uh, Dr. No. From, uh, and from Russia with Love. I like it. And then this, No Time to Die is the first Bond film, which blew my mind that they haven't had any of these done this way. This will be the first Bond film to be shot in IMAX.
0: Uh, yeah, why haven't they done that? Especially
1: the most previous two. Yeah. The most recent two, I should say. Wow, I like it. I like that. So there you go. Some rumors and news out of the world of movies. Coming up next, we got some more movie news. Local this time. Brandon Smith will be joining us he's got a movie that he wants to make about the bear lake monster what is that (laughs) how can we help him how how soon can we expect this movie can you be a part of it talk about it next with brandon right here on the movie zone
0: You're locked on to the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
1: As we told you, we'd have a local filmmaker on the show with us. And once again, thanks to Michelle Moore of Moore PR for helping us find Brandon Smith. Brandon, you're a local Utah guy and you have a really interesting project that you're working on. Uh, Before we talk about the legend of the Bear Lake Monster... Where are you from? Who are you?
2: What's your story, Brandon? Uh, So I'm I'm from northern Utah. I grew up in Centerville, and uh, I live up in uh, Riverdale at the moment. And yeah, just been locally born and bred, and um, I've been working in the film uh, industry here for about 20 years now. Wow. And yeah, so that's me. You
1: seem too young to be in the film industry for 20 years already.
2: Yeah, uh, maybe it's my ruggedly good looks. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's your it's your, uh, your
1: boyish fair skin is what's going on. There you go. Know.
0: Yeah. So Brandon, let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about the legend of the Bear Lake Monster. Dun dun dun. So this is now the Bear Lake Monster. I've I've heard this uh, rumor. Let's call it. I had never. Heard, heard, never heard of never. And I'm this? born and raised here. As oh well. yeah, I know never about, heard this. about I this. this. I know about this. And it's it's now correct me if I'm wrong, but it's kind of like a cousin of the Loch Ness. Is that right?
2: Yeah, the, some people kind of connect the two. They 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 kind of um, originated roughly the same time. Although the Bear Lake Monster sightings happened before, interestingly enough, before the Loch Ness Monster. Okay. However, some people believe that uh, there are underwater underground channels that connect all the way to Scotland, and so they say maybe it's even the same monster, maybe they're cousins or something to that effect.
1: Oh, man, that's I love that detail. That's a great conspiracy detail. That's, that's awesome. That there's some through-the-core-center-of-the-earth channel for the Loch Ness yeah, exactly. to travel between the Caribbean of the Rockies, Bear Lake, and Loch Ness. And, cool. That's, yeah, exactly. So the all-important question before we get details about your hopes to make the movie do you believe in the legend, in the Bear Lake monster, Brandon Smith?
2: Ah, oh, that's such a tough question. I, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I'm intrigued, very much intrigued by the legend and how far it dates back, and the people who have had sightings from then and now. I've had a lot of people reach out and say I've seen something that I can't explain, and and the The fact that the lake is so old, and that it's it was really it was caused i don 't know the scientific technical terms, but it was caused by um, shifting tectonic plates or something that continue to shift and could potentially open new caverns or or i don't know a lot of people think that that um, something prehistoric could potentially be mm. um, could exist and be basically released as these sh- plates shift. Sure. Okay. That, that's some other theories out there. So I would say I'm undecided at the moment.
1: Okay. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say life's too short to not believe in conspiracies. It could easily, Have fun right? while you're here. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, exactly. the, the Bear Lake monster is real. As real as you make it into your heart, it's real. That's my answer. Yeah.
0: So one of, whatever one of the, you make it, <laughs> Brandon. One of the taglines of the movie is "The Goonies plus Jaws." <laughs> so is it is it going to be like a little bit of a horror movie as well? Kind of like you know, Jaws necessarily wasn't a horror movie, but it really scared a lot of people.
2: You know, that's a uh, there, there's a fine line here that I have to find in creating this film because, um, yeah, I definitely want to scare audiences and keep them on the edge of their seat. However, I also realize that um, the Bear Lake monster and people who frequent Bear Lake are families that go up and recreate up there, and um, they, they tell their children these stories around the campfire, and a lot of the fans of the Bear Lake monster are kids. And so it's a large part of it is finding that line of, I, I want kids to be able to see the film as well. And um, so horror might be a stretch. Okay. Um, definitely like mystery, scary, action, adventure. Um, Which is where the Goonies but, side comes in. Yeah, exactly. With the Goonies, there, um, the you know the quest to uncover you know this historical stuff. There's you know it's it's kind of a dance to try to it's going to be to try to make this work. And, and the only other option I feel like would be like a second edit or a second cut, that would be more on the horror side. Mm-hmm. But that's more of a budgetary thing. If I could pull it off,
1: well, if you keep it suspense, but, I'll see it. But if it's horror, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm, I, I can't do that, Brandon. So keep it thriller yeah. and
2: suspense. That, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> that's the way I'm leaning. You know, because uh, people have reached out to me and said. I- are my kids going to want to get in the lake after they see this film? <laughs> ah,
1: yes, of course. The, J- the Jaws theory. <laughs> We've bought this cabin. We've poured all of our life savings into it. Are you going to ruin that? <laughs> for yeah. Us? Now you won't.
2: Now you won't go get in the lake. <laughs> so I have to. Con- I have to consider that. And and a, one of my big missions as well is just to, just to continue the legend for more generations. You know, I mean, it's been around. You know, 150, almost 200 years at least, mm-hmm. and um, it's everybody's. Tradition, you know, it's not just mine, and and I want I just want to add my voice to that and propel it further, and uh, do it in a fun way. So
0: I'm going to throw a little humor into this. Um, I I love the I love the conspiracy stuff. I love that whole thing. But have you seen South Park? Have you are you familiar Uh, with the the Man Bear Pig?
2: (laughs) I have not seen that. I've seen bits and pieces, but I have not seen that.
0: So just just a brief history. The Man Bear Pig is kind of a, a legend that Al Gore. Was going around the South Park Hills trying to find, and I'm just curious. Oh, wow. I'm just curious if anybody, and it's it's obviously fictitious, but I'm just curious: has anybody like given you a really hard time about it? Like, oh, come on, man, what are you doing? This stuff, this stuff doesn't exist. It's just a bunch of you know,
2: malarkey. You know, no, I have not run into that yet. Um, I mean, maybe people online are rolling their eyes. I'm, I'm sure there's some people that are out there <laughs> rolling their eyes, but. But you know, a lot of people just—I think a lot of people, even if deep down they don't believe it exists, they enjoy um, just the excitement that it brings. Yeah, and yeah. especially for the kids. Well, I, I like, and oh, so I they're did. in it that way. I mean, I'm, I'm, that? Just,
0: I'm just giving you a hard time about it, but I actually like <laughs> the lore. Like, and as I mentioned, I've heard about this since I was a kid. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I kind of believe in the Loch Ness monster. There's got to be something, right? There's got to be something there.
2: Yeah, I mean, why not? You know, I don't know. Like, I think the unexplained is awesome. I, I love that too, and um, you know, I've always kind of gravitated to those kind of stories myself as well.
1: So, so to be clear, though, you're not this. Your goal isn't to make a, a comedic kind of thriller. This is to you want this to be a real suspenseful, lore filled movie, right? You, this is not Mars Attacks. This is uh more like you said jaws where there's some funny uh, bre- brevity moments but, it can but overall you. it's a thriller.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I and I will, you know, try to throw in some comic relief that I hope lands. Um <laughs> but uh, yeah, absolutely. It's not like Mars attacks and it's um yeah. You, you you pegged it right on. There.
1: And the reason I bring that up is if people are rolling their eyes at the idea of a bear lake monster, then they better never watch Star Wars. They mm-hmm. better never watch uh, Jurassic Park. They better never watch Toy Story. Ancient aliens. This is
2: what movies are. Yeah. This is the idea. Yeah. It's right. to play
1: and have fun and to let your imagination run well, away with it. It's itself. a creative mind. Yeah. Going.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And take you to that place. What I'm does, glad you guys get it. What does <laughs> the bear
1: lake monster look like, Brandon?
2: Um, you know that the, if you go off accounts of what people have said, it, it varies a little bit. Um, you know, some people have said it's 60 to 90 feet long, um, that it has, it, that its face is shaped kind of like an alligator's face where it's, it gets more narrow towards the nose. And then they all say, you know, it's got really big sharp teeth. And I'm trying to think of some of the more I think you just wild. described
0: some of my ex-girlfriends. I, I, yeah.
2: <laughs> I think I know this Rude. bear-like monster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, how can we help you get yeah. the movie made, Brandon? How can we and our audience help you?
2: Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, right now, I'm doing my Kickstarter campaign. And uh, what I'm trying to do is, is find awesome people like you two who see the vision and uh, see the the validity of it and um, hopefully donate to the Kickstarter. There's some really cool rewards and even opportunities for people to uh, even help out even more with the film or or insert themselves into the film, actually. There's a couple opportunities for family photos. I know a lot of people do formal portraits up at Bear Lake with their families or, you know, candid shots where – um, I can insert a few into the actual film that I have planned, but also during the rolling credits at the end. Um, I, I know that, that this means a lot to a lot of people, not only the not just the monster, but Bear Lake itself, and you know all the feel goods that come with family reunions and traditions and all of that. And I want people to to be able to feel like they can um, be a part of this. And so there's a lot of cool stuff with the Kickstarter and yeah i'm just hoping that um people can see the vision and get behind it and there's something really cool here no matter
0: if you pledge the minimum or
2: the maximum you can still get your name in the credits too oh cool oh absolutely you know i mean honestly that's the least i can do that's you know like typing someone's name out that's you know super <laughs> don't, easy. don't and misspell and, it you know, though. <laughs> still... <laughs> no but i think i think that's really
0: cool i mean yeah. a lot of people like to see their name on the screen. I know I do. I'm Are sure you the you type of
1: people, Brandon and Johnny, do you guys sit through at the end of the movie and watch the credits? I always do. I do too, yes. It's oh, part of absolutely. the movie to me. Yeah. Even though yeah. I, I'm looking at names that I, and I don't know these people, and I don't know what their job really is, but I feel like a, an obligation to at least sit through and give them their due time for making that movie I just watched.
2: Yeah, you know, that's awesome, especially... You know, coming from the film industry side to hear people that do that, and I know there's not a lot of people who do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that means a lot to to the folks that that put so much time and effort into it, and, and uh, it's just their little name going by. But, um, yeah, I definitely do the same thing as well.
1: So how do we find you? Just go to Kickstarter and type in Bear Lake Monster? How do we find you?
2: Exactly. If you type it into the search field, Bear Lake Monster, it'll pop up. Um, that's the quickest and fastest way, and then uh, my website is bearlakemonstermovie.com
1: dot com. dot com. Okay.
2: Yeah, and then on Facebook and Instagram, a uh, quick search will find it. Great. So, well, uh, yeah.
1: I, I've got a buddy that uh, just remodeled his cabin up there at Bear Lake, and I'll officially uh, offer it to you as a filming. Help or location hey. without his knowledge yeah. here on the show. Hey, let's talk. <laughs> All right. I
2: hope he's a good friend. He so. is a
1: really good friend until he hears me yeah. volunteer. His Not stuff. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, good luck, man. Thanks for spending a few time with us. And this is a really cool idea. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, I like it. Thanks, Brandon. Hey, hey, thank you guys so much. There you go, Brandon Smith, Bear Lake Monster, the legend of the Bear Lake Monster movie is trying to get made. Head to Kickstarter, find that, donate whatever you need to do, whatever you'd like to do to get involved. Pretty fun opportunity. Coming up next from the archives today is Michael Keaton's Batman movies. We'll talk about it next. Johnny Lightfoot with some facts and factoids, little known or well-known, coming up next right here on the Movie Zone.
0: You're locked on to the Movie Zone. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome
1: back. Wrapping up this week's edition of the Movie Zone. Again, Soundtrack of the Week. Of course. Danny Elfman. Hello. The Batman. Of course. It has to be. And that's where we're going into the archives this week. We talked, Johnny, in the first segment today about Michael Keaton's plans or talks uh, to uh, reprise his role as Bruce Wayne and Batman. I like it. Uh, I like the ad idea. I don't like the idea of how they're going about it, but hey, it's still Michael Keaton Michael reprising Keaton. that role as Batman. And so we thought we'd go
0: into the archives, into Tim Burton's Batmans. 1989 is where we're landing from the time machine this time, Austin. 1989's Batman, of course, Michael Keaton as Batman and Bruce Wayne. Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I almost not, said not Nick- Nicholas. I almost said Nicholas. Jack Nicholson <laughs> as the Joker. Kim Bassinger as uh, Vicky Vale. And Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent. Yeah. What'd you think <clears throat> of Billy D. as Harvey Dent? I thought it was an underused role. I do too. It, yeah. They could have done a lot more with that. In fact, I didn't really know Harvey Dent until the Christian Bale series. You know? Oh, with Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. Where really? That's where you really kind of figured out. And then I go back and watch this whole I'm like, oh, yeah. I think they underutilized that. I think so as well, yep, for sure. Of course, this movie was directed by Tim Burton, and the songs... I'm on the air, stop it. And of course, uh, the songs were done by. I'm sorry, the score was done by Danny Elfman, and there was special songs in this movie written by Prince, which we've done as soundtrack of the week in the past. I I think they're cool. They're not some of his best songs, but they're cool songs. They're they're still Prince. They're still
1: Prince. And the score, as you heard, Danny Elfman. You can't beat his score. You hear a Danny Elfman song, and you're like, okay,
0: that's a Danny Elfman, right? Similar exactly. to uh, Hans Zimmer and uh, John John Williams. They just have that signature sound. Yeah. Now this movie had a budget of 35 million. In 1989, that's pretty high. That's seventy something million now. Wow! It did a worldwide gross of 411.5 million. My word! In 89? In let's 89, see,
1: 1989 to 2020 inflation. What was the number? The 411.5. Okay, how many? It's the 411. Five hundred. Three more zeros. Yeah. And it is. Uh, where's the enter button? <laughs> That would be uh You kidding me? Oh, it just does one dollar at a time. Oh, that's <laughs> cause I did night thousand nineteen. Hold on, gotta change ah. that to eighty nine. There we go. Four hundred eleven five hundred thousand. Yes. Okay. That's eight hundred seventy seven million five hundred fifty thousand two hundred and fifteen dollars and seventy seven cents. That's pretty good. So, more than double.
0: More than double. (laughs) That's insane. However, uh, in the U.S., that was the highest-grossing film of 89. That would make sense, yeah. But not worldwide. What was worldwide? The worldwide gross for that year was Indiana Jones Uh, and The Last Crusade. uh Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. How much did it get? Did it say there? I don't have that info.
0: But more than 411.5. More than 411.5. Craziness. Now, check this out. We were uh, speaking of Robin Williams earlier, right? This is kind of a weird story. Robin Williams was offered the role of the Joker. Okay. Uh, When Jack Nicholson hesitated, he kind of balked, if you know what I mean. He didn't want the, was not quite sure he was going to take it. So, Robin accepted the role. Oh, wow. However, the producers approached Jack after Robin accepted and said, you know, Robin Williams is going to take this job if you don't. (laughs) So they played Robin
1: Williams against Jack Nicholson.
0: Jack Nicholson then took the role, as we know. And uh, Robin Williams was released from the contract of doing wow. it to play pl- to play the Joker. Now. Did they have to pay him still? Check this out. <clears throat> they again offered him the Riddler uh, in, uh Yeah, the, in the, the, the Riddler, Batman, yeah. where Jim Carrey played yeah. him. In Batman, it was 1996, I take oh. that back. 1996 in Batman Forever. Uh, but, the, bad, the bad one. Right. We, don't, we mm-hmm. don't talk about that one. But he was He's, good. He refused it. And he refused to take any Warner Brother production until the studio apologized for what they did to him. Good for him. Yeah. Absolutely good for him. Absolutely. They they really they played him. Well Robin Williams is gonna take it if you don't.
1: Well, going as far as mm-hmm. to give him a contract and give him the role, then yeah. come back to him and say, JK, Jack Nicholson is taking yep. the role. Yep. That's that's terrible. You know they had to pay him a little something. I would hope so. I hope he got an attorney
0: and went after him. I hope he did too. Yeah. But I don't know. How, I don't know how Robin Williams would have done as a Joker. I think Jack was really good, but it would have been interesting to see.
1: Uh, he fi- he he fits more the mold of the Riddler to me. That I, would make I, more yes, sense. Yes,
0: I agree with that too. But anyway, now in these Batman and Batman Returns movie with Michael Keaton, what do you think one of the most famous lines is?
1: I'm Batman. That's right. <laughs> I'm Batman. He even re- he did it on SNL several times.
0: So, I'm Batman. Michael Keaton came up with that. Oh, he did. Yes. The original line was, "I am the knight. No, no, no. Right? It doesn't have the ring, does it? That's terrible. It's, it's brutal is what it is. And did he tell anyone he was changing it? No, I, I, think he he it. It? I think he just did it. I think he just did and they, they, they were very brilliant. happy about it. Yep. Now check this out. Talk about a flip of scripts. <laughs> Ray Liotta. You know Ray Liotta? Yeah, from Goodfellas. He was offered the role of Batman. Ugh. And, Ugh. and offered the role of the Joker. Ugh. And turned them both down. Good. To do Goodfellas. <laughs> oh, brilliant No, right? By everybody. But- Good choice by everybody. But he regrets his decisions. Why? I know. It doesn't make sense to me. That's terrible. But, I mean, I- He made his career off of Goodfellas. He probably saw how huge Batman was.
1: Maybe he's upset because he only got cast in that kind of light. Well, yeah. that's that, he was yeah. He was
0: very much in the gangster light, wasn't uh, he? For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Got time for one more if you got it. <clears throat> All
0: right. We got one more. Let's see. Let's find a good one. Do you know that Michael Keaton hated the bat suit? Why? He suffers from claustrophobia. Uh-huh. And uh, it, it was too tight and made him feel really closed in. However, Tim Burton and Michael Keaton decided to not change the suit because they liked the way he kind of—how it emphasized his uh, performance, how it made him feel, how it made him—what's the word? Enclosed a little bit You know how he was like a, a reserve, Draw drawback. Yeah yeah. And also if you notice it In the movie When he had the cowl on He couldn't hear anything Really Not a thing <laughs> And that's why he seems So reserved and so quiet As the Batman Because he can't hear What's going on So between the cowl Not being able to hear And the suit being claustrophobic That's why that Batman Is so silent and mysterious
1: Movie magic man I love it uh, Do you, By the way Do you know uh, where Michael Keaton got his start No Tell me cleaning the floors, of sweeping the floors at the Mr. Rogers show. Really? Yep. Wow. That's what, And his first role ever was on Mr. Rogers. I Pretty did not crazy. know that. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, that's going to do it for us this week on the Movie Zone. Uh, great back for from the archives there. I love that movie. I those love that
0: movies, movie, too. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. well, Batman and Batman Returns are great, and then they kind of went downhill. We'll forget
1: about those other ones. Yeah. yeah. What other ones? And then the Christian uh, Bale and Christopher Nolan ones came around and saved it. Yes, they did. And now Robert Pattinson and Ben Affleck have ruined it again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So. <laughs> All right. He's Johnny Lightfoot. I'm Austin Horton. Our thanks to Brandon Smith talking about uh, his movie, The Bear Lake Monster, last segment. Check it out on Kickstarter. Uh, that's it. We'll see you next week right here on the Movie Zone.